0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Since we've been recording this podcast, you've had a, a delivery, haven't you? I have.
2: I have had a delivery. Yeah, the, not just pizza Belgium. from your mum. No, you also. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this could be <clears> throat> throat> this show. Oh, <laughs> I have received a Belgium Spa T-shirt from our very own Formula Nerd store. Um, Callum, w- what
1: you're wearing, I'm going to screenshot you and put it on our podcast group. Um, t- can you just stand up, please? I'm going to do it now, actually. Of course I can, sir. Coming soon, the men of Formula Nerds' calendar. Move your microphone up a little bit. Let's make this look. And your head down. Come on, Cal. It's so awesome. <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> taking a picture of my grandma. Just
3: move your head in. Take two <laughs> steps yeah. back. Yeah, that's,
1: that's it.
2: The because there's a seat.
3: Stand up.
1: <laughs> god, this, this feels like we're doing naughty things on zoom okay right <laughs> up a bit uh okay stop pinching oh. it
3: <laughs> oh, No.
1: down a bit no no i'm not joking i'm not joking what's that hanging thing
3: <laughs>
1: move out oh
3: my god it's lights out
1: Welcome along to the Cut to the Race podcast. We had a wicked show last week. We had the W Series girls on our show. Oh, God, that was good fun, wasn't it?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dazzling us once again with her input. Emma Butterworth, love it. That was a good show. But what we did
1: what we didn't get to talk about because we were so excited having guests on the show was a certain Grand Prix that oh my god, the one of the year. I've said this about every Grand Prix that we've had this season, but this was the race of the year. Who disagrees? Matt, do you disagree? Not one bit. Callum, do you disagree?
2: It was probably the best race I've ever watched live. That's how good it was. oh, Jesus Christ, that's, that's big a bit of a steak. Uh, that is a bold oh, statement. Big. but it's true. That's because he falls asleep. A race.
1: You fall asleep in all the races, that's that why. That is
2: also true, but I am right. It's <laughs> one of the best races I've ever seen.
1: Um, Emma, what did you think of this race? Was it the best of the season?
0: Definitely up there with Magello.
1: Oh I wouldn't have said that myself, but okay. Alright, okay. It was the Turkish Grand Prix, so we haven't been there for a little while. When was the last time we raced in Turkey before this? Two thousand and seven? No. Two
0: thousand uh, Oh, it,
2: eleven. Two thousand
1: nine Well they crashed in eleven, didn't they? Vettel and um Weber. Weber. Must have been at least then. Yeah, it wasn't bad for a number two driver. Um, i tell you what was bad for a number two driver was Bottas's performance this week. Uh, well, last weekend. That was pretty bad for a number two driver. That was pretty bad for a Mercedes
2: driver. That was pretty bad for an F1 driver. Thoughts? That was pretty bad for any driver. It was awful. I genuinely believe that any one of us four could have got round the same way he did. Like, he did that badly. I'd, I'd,
0: I wouldn't have been able to do it to be honest. I think he spun, was it six times?
1: Six six I times at understand. least.
0: Six times. Understand. And I think at the end of the race, there was um, Mercedes City had had a bit of damage. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. still. But still.
3: But Stroll also had damage and still managed to at least bring the car home. Slowly, but bring it first home.
2: Corners, so any damage was caused by himself.
3: Exactly. You don't. He didn't start the race
1: with damage, did he? Well, he may have done. I mean, I haven't read that he has. But <laughs> just, I mean, just emotional damage. You know, in life, you you make a mistake and it's really bad. Everyone hates making mistakes, and you do it in your your, your career. You do it in in your personal life, but you don't do it twice, let alone six times in the same place. Matt, you actually
3: um, went onto Google Earth, uh, Google Maps, and you named the corner. What did you call it? Botas spin zone he now has a mowing service and apparently he's a local DJ as well
2: <laughs> oh, I haven't heard
1: that one before you got me there that was um it was yeah it was a bit of a shocker for Botas I mean yeah you're a number two driver okay you're not going to win the championship but don't do it in that style man Jesus
0: Christ.
1: almighty in the same spot every time it was just like he just kissed that little bit of water on that, that second turn he just 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 playing with
0: it. like that the, the water was there every single lap. Did he not yeah. think to just avoid it?
1: Yeah, it didn't go you anywhere. Know.
0: It didn't go anywhere. It was just—it was a massive puddle. It was like a river. How did he not just avoid it, knowing that he was going to spin if he went through it anyway?
2: He just wanted that race to be over. Did he have a tantrum because
1: he knew he wasn't going to—he was going to lose the championship that day?
0: He did come over the radio and said, "I just—you know—how many laps are left?" Um, that was
1: it. Four laps Four laps to go. Yeah, yeah, four, four laps, laps to go. go and he said, was
0: like, can we just end it now? I was like, oh dear.
3: <laughs> Which is the media coach version of shit. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak your thoughts, Bottas. And did you hear what he said after the race as well about um, China? He got in a bit of trouble.
0: Oh my God, I rem- mm. remember seeing this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he, he's, he's clearly a bit of a cheesed off chap, isn't he?
0: He wasn't the only one that said something. I think there was a Formula 2 or Formula 3 driver that that, that basically put on his um, Twitter page, I think, something about uh, coronavirus and Wuhan. And it kind of got shared all over Twitter and people were, like, getting quite annoyed because... He's, you know, like mate, If you if you want to be a Formula One driver, I wouldn't really mention things like that, and I wouldn't really talk about coronavirus that way. And then Bottas then comes out and says something, and I'm going, oh, it's a bit, a bit unprofessional. Do you guys
1: know what he said, Matt and Cam? I, I had not seen this at all. Right. I didn't so I, I'm going to be controversial and say I sort of agree with him. But he was asked, what was his worst day of 2020? What was the worst day of the year? Is that right, Emma? And yeah. He said, the day that someone bought a bat in Wuhan. That's
3: savage.
0: <laughs> it's a bit that's funny. Like, it is funny. It's it like funny Donald got...
2: Trump-level savagery on the <laughs> virus, isn't it? That exactly. One. But why would he
3: even
1: say that? Like, what, what came into Bottas' brain? <sighs> He's standing in an interview situation about F1. What was your worst Let's Let's say that. I mean, that, no one was going to find... Was he thinking he was funny? Because it was funny.
3: It's funny in the way that you don't want to admit it's funny. It's almost like a, uh, I hate myself for giggling at that. It's just like I just did. But at the same time, like it's the implication that this multimillionaire with all these sponsors (laughs) had the audacity (laughs) to let that fly in front of the global media. Like that's, I I think it's just a sign of him saying, you know what? I don't care. This year's a wash.
0: It was the same with the formula two or formula three driver. Um, but the, the younger driver was the one that actually said something about it. He'd actually put quote he put a quote up on his Twitter page about coronavirus in Wuhan. and I think it was I think he put something like "Happy birthday to coronavirus or something like that because oh it was like, this is the day someone ate a bat or something like that that everyone was like uh, kicking off because it was like really unprofessional and it's like this guy wants to get into Formula 1 you cannot say stuff like that
1: yeah but if he's but, younger you know they, they, they live and learn that's what I mean about making one mistake making two mistakes you know I'm not condoning that statement either but I think um, I'm digging myself into a real hole here Cal can you help me out
2: please nope you keep digging. I was <laughs> <I'm> just
0: <laughs> not getting involved.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm literally I'm... biting
1: my finger thinking, right, link this into something, Ollie. You got I am yourself the worst
2: person to bring this topic to. I'm just going to keep dumb.
1: Well, I wish I could, mate. Well, it's also a bit of a sad fact if that's the biggest news of the week that we've got to talk about, Bottas and the Bat. It was Bottas and the Bee in Russia, wasn't it? Now it's,
3: uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Bottas and the Bat. Oh, dear. So we've spoken about Bottas. Anyone else got anything to say for Bottas in Turkey?
2: Just two words, absolutely terrible. No other way to describe it. There's it, 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 it really no other way to describe it, was there? He was awful. And Everyone, he knew he, mm, knew he was bad.
1: I was almost like I've been saying this all year, guys. La 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 la. la. Look now, um, you know, poor Bottas. Let's talk about the Stappen, uh, Callum. I'm handing it over to you now. I'm going to mute my mic and sit
2: back. For one, I'm gutted. Absolutely gutted. I wanted him to win the race. He was set up to win the race because we all knew that Lance Stroll couldn't keep the lead. And he just got too, not cocky, but just too eager, I think is the best way to sort of put it. He just wanted to be in front and leading the race as soon as possible. He had no patience and obviously hindered himself at the end of the day. He spun out and just could never recover the ground he lost. And that, that was the only mistake he needed to make. And it ruined his race. Did, did we see a new side of a step in that race, Matt? What do you
3: think? I don't think so. I mean, Max has always been a very, very aggressive, go for it driver. And as a testament to his ability, normally he pulls it off. Mm. You have to give the man credit for that. Uh, I think it was just, and I won't even say he wasn't picking his spot or being impatient. It just, it bit him. Well, he did it in the wrong place.
1: Let's be honest. The, the, he was never going to pull that move off. and uh, Could he have pulled that move off, Emma, when you were watching that? Did you think, oh, potentially Max is going to get this position here? Or did you think, eh?
0: No, I, I thought he would pull it off. He's, oh. he's pulled off some incredible moves in his Formula One career. He's, he's the, one of the only drivers on the grid where I think he's actually got balls, pretty much, to be able to go and make those moves. He's, he's fearless. He's so fearless on track. So when he um, attempted it, I thought, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then it was just a bit disappointing. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's track conditions and things like that, it really kind of showed you um, who the sort of changing conditions that masters are in the cars. You know, the ones that can deal with the changing conditions, the ones that can, de- like make the right decisions at the right time about tires and setup and things like that when the track is like that like slippery wet um cold and it it, it brings. i think it brings out the most experienced and in, in sort of clever drivers to the top
1: I, I, to be fair, I agree with that. I just We haven't spoken about qualifying, but that was surely Max's that, that pole position. We all thought it. Was he just having a little bit of a, that should have been my bloody
2: pole position. Now I want to take the lead. And he just got a bit frustrated, maybe. They put him on the Inters, didn't they? And they shouldn't have done. He was so fast on the wets. They saw Racing Point had a little bit of pace on the Inters and thought, right, we need to copy it. And they really didn't need to he set two purple sectors on his way into the pits if he did just finished that lap he probably would have had pole
3: also i think you know with him pulling that move off if the track surface hadn't been redone so close to the race i think he pulls that move off i think he gets through uh it was just the com- combination of the hyper hyper aggressive driving as you can call it of his style but if that track hadn't had that oil leeching up through and it was just a wet track not a new wet track he's through he's got that point
1: what was that technical term there i've never heard that one before oil leashing
3: that's what i'm going to call it uh i have no idea what the proper terminology is for it but that's what we'll call it
1: yeah there's so many things to talk about in this race what what do we want to actually touch on because max verstappen yeah he took the chance that's why we love max he spun out 160 miles an hour it was
2: epic what else do we want to touch on here cal i'm gonna give it back to you again I'm going to make a really bold statement now. And I think over this weekend, Lance Stroll proved that he isn't ready to be in a big team like Racing Point. He got the whole position, okay, fair enough, in difficult conditions, but he was leading the race with no challenge whatsoever. It's when he came back out of the pits and the pressure was on him, he proved he couldn't handle that. He went all the way back to eighth position, And did he finish in eighth or ninth? Ninth. He
0: finished in ninth. He finished Mm.
2: in ninth. This is what I mean. He he had the race. He had the race in his hands. He could have won that. He had no pressure on him whatsoever from other drivers, and he dropped the ball. I think he's not ready to be in a seat that big. He should be in, say, I don't know, a Renault at best. A Renault, he's not ready for a Renault, mate. I'm not having that. I, don't know. I think Racing Point are better than Renault this year, aren't they? Well, it depends. You know, you where know it's, he's where in the, a fifth, sixth spot sort of team. But he was very
1: arrogant after qualifying, and I thought that didn't sit well with me. And I, it sort of shot him in the foot, really, in the end, didn't it?
0: Did sort of say that it, Well, at the end of the race, he he thought that the performance issues were down to the fact that he'd gone on to a new set of intermediates, but he had a lot of graining issues. He, he was asking he said for slips like,
2: before he did that.
0: He was he was on wets, he started the race on wets, and then when he pitted the first time he, he went on to intermediates, he was getting a little bit of graining on them, and then he pitted again, went on to another set of intermediates, and then the graining was even worse. But what he did say was he, he, he was basically left really baffled by the whole situation, and he said that he didn't understand why it only affected his car and not Perez's. And I'm like, Perez can manage his tires better than you. That is why you suffered graining, not because it's it's not the tire's fault.
1: Um, If anyone could see Matt's face right now, I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Go, Matt,
3: let it loose. This hurts me on a spiritual level, but did anybody see the tweet that was put up by Racing Point and everybody wrote the articles on about one of the strikes on the underside of the front wing came loose on his front wing?
0: Yeah, I read about
3: that, yeah. If, 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 that is true, I have to defend Lance Stroll. What? Because that would be the difference between him being able to keep those tires alive and failing to do so, whereas Checo couldn't, if that is true. In the same, if, if, if that's true, fair play. If it's not, is that daddy just telling the PR team, make my boy look good? We're talking a wing. These mechanics are so highly trained to go over every square inch of that car in the blink of an eye. And you're going to tell me they missed a broken strike on the wing.
1: I've got an idea. Um, we, we've got a, a, a friend of a friend, a mutual connection, who, is, who works in the aero for racing point, don't we?
0: Yes. No,
1: no pressure here. Huh? Why, <laughs> why don't we see if they want to talk to us about it? What do you reckon?
0: Ooh, we can do.
1: Okay, all right. Because I think we don't know what happened. Matt has said something utterly ridiculous, but he, doesn't, he can't commit to it because he doesn't know.
2: Here's but, my theory on it. Yeah, please. The guy he ran over the week before kicked <laughs> his front wing and ruined his race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would.
1: You think you've got, you Somebody think, clip You that. You've got a poll? You think you're going to win?
3: Uh, Have
2: it. What happened? I'm oh, telling you.
3: All you're gonna say after you run me over is brakes were cold. I'll show you, little. Did you guys see the the, the
1: tweet that Hol- Holkenberg put out of the um that that the front jackman in a bubble suit? Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was genius on so many levels because Racing Point clearly didn't do it themselves, you would think they would make a song and dance out of it, wouldn't they, for their social media, but Holkenberg put it on. Did that even happen, or was that Photoshop?
2: I think it probably happened behind closed doors and someone's leaked the picture.
3: Called Holkenberg.
2: Called Holkenberg.
3: Did anybody see the one about, I get not down, but I get up again? (laughs) No! You're kidding me. Somebody took the the video of the Jackman falling back, and they put in is it Tub Thumpin'? Is that the name of the song yeah. about I get knocked down and I get up? And it's just the car coming in and just ramming him over and over again. It's probably the darkest laugh I've had in a very very long time. I get knocked down. I, get no I have no idea where I found that. I think it was actually sent to me by a friend. Okay,
1: can we can we whack a uh, Formula Nerd's logo on it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Oh dear.
1: Yeah, Stroll started on pole. No one knew how he did it. We sort of had to respect him for it, and I still do respect him for it. He got pole out of 20 cars. Um fair
2: play Stroll. Um shame he didn't convert it, eh? Um Perez, It's not a shame, no, no, it's not a shame. He doesn't deserve it yet.
0: Yeah, I'm bringing I'm bringing it. Cal over to the dark side. This is great.
2: You've brought me <laughs> over. I just have to be slightly
1: impartial for, just to make this not a complete car crash of a podcast.
2: I mean, podcast. the Turkish GP was the perfect chance for him to show what he could do. Regardless of that wing being a little bit loose or what, whatever, he should have been able to manage his tyres a little bit better to not force the pit stop. He was asking for slicks when it wasn't ready for slicks. Yeah, he and did, didn't he? Imagine if did he did you? put slicks on. Exactly. Imagine if he did put slicks on.
0: Did you not hear the team radio where he was um he was asked to come in and he says he said no 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 I'm going to stay out I'm going to stay out I stay out and his engineer just went okay fine then you stay out Yes <laughs> like, exactly
2: oh. exactly because <laughs> otherwise his daddy will tell me off Yeah it's yeah. Like right well, I'll let you ruin your own race and I'll tell your dad why we've got it all recorded here don't, don't they be sh- worried they should have put slicks on him
1: that would have been brilliant like you don't you don't just mess up you mess up in style Um Perez, let's, should we talk about Perez? We've spoken about Stroll, we've spoken about Bottas, let's talk about the Goodens. Perez, what a race, man. This, and this is why it showed how crap Stroll was.
2: Yeah, he, he had a very, very good race in the conditions that, that were out there with the cars around him. He was just solid, wasn't he? All the way through, just missed a consistent from start to finish, and he fully deserved the second position he got. And that's, that's all I can say on it.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with that. When you look at the, the championship standings, Perez is sitting in fourth position on a hundred points. And Stroll is a way down in eleventh on fifty nine.
3: And remind us, who has the seat next year?
0: Stroll. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It's... Yeah, I know. You know, Perez is is one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent driver on the grid, he's extremely experienced, but he at the moment does not have a seat, which I think is absolutely shocking.
2: Let's bear in mind as well, Perez missed races. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. COVID, he missed races. Right, should we just, should we we announce it
1: now that Perez has obviously got the seat at Red Bull? Should we we just, I'm, I'm calling it, I'm not announcing it, I'm calling
2: it. Perez got that Red Bull seat. Not over till the fat lady sings for me. I think Red Bull are going to wait until the very end of the season to announce it. If Maybe. Albon has a solid three races, he keeps his seat. If no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I, I genuinely think that's what they're going to do. I think they really wanted to work with Albon. I think they're trying the hardest to make it work. And I, to be fair to him, seventh wasn't a bad, wasn't an awful position. Yes, it he did. He should have won it. He should, He could have won it at one point, but so could three or four other drivers. You know, and Verstappen his teammate could have won it, but he didn't either. He basically did exactly the same as Verstappen that weekend, and you can't you can't ask for more than that. We can't
3: not Max for not winning that. And then harp on Alex for not winning that. No,
1: but Uh, you should, if if Max makes a mistake, sorry, Matt, I disagree with you there. If Max makes a mistake, you've got Albon to step in and take the win, right? And that that was possible. Okay, maybe not the win because you've got the most amazing driver in history. Um, (laughs) But Albon should have been there to to secure that. Uh, And he, he spun, didn't he, again?
2: He did. He did spin. But what I will say is he still finished seventh. Stroll came out, didn't spin, and finished ninth.
1: All right, I'm going to flip this on you, Cal. Imagine if it was Stroll who who, who was going to potentially take the win from Perez and then spun it and went back to seventh. You'd be saying, oh, no, no, terrible driver, terrible driver.
2: Yeah, I would, because he is a terrible <laughs> driver. <But laughs> All right. I don't know, there's something about Albon I like. He, yeah. he, he made a few good passes during that race as well. It's not like he, he was, not like Stroll was out in front and just leading the procession. Albon actually overtook people and a few good moves as well it's got to be said and mm. I don't know I just feel a bit Albon that if he if he loses his seat it'd be a great shame because it, especially if he goes nowhere else he, yeah. he has the potential to be a very good driver and I think they need to nurture that a little bit more
1: he needs two years in the car doesn't he another, yeah. another two years um, but when you've got Perez losing his seat I know what I would do just, just saying
0: don't really seem to want to give them time they don't seem to want to give any of their drivers any time mm. like Verstappen got into the seat and pretty much like okay apart from a few uh, crashes um, t-boning a few people and retiring okay. from races but they, they gave Verstappen time and he impressed pretty quickly you know they he impressed pretty quickly in the space of one year whereas they're given their other drivers I think, I think the problem is they're expecting a lot from the younger drivers very quickly because Verstappen impressed them very quickly and they're expecting that from the other drivers but Red Bull don't have time to actually have them you know sort of grow and gain experience in the team because they want to win more championships they want to win more races and they just want someone who can come into the car and do that for them without having to actually spend any time doing
1: it. Are we slipping into this conversation again gradually, this, this weekly chat? Matt, what, what do you think on the situation?
3: I have to say this. How long has Botas been at Mercedes? Too long. Why are we not giving Albon the same shake? And granted, I, there are times I get mad at uh, Alex for letting me down, but the same breath that Valtteri has given time and still continues to make mistakes and fall short... Albon needs to be afforded that opportunity. I have notes here from this race, you know, brilliant, bold braking. That's a lot of bees from Albon. You know, he had flashes. He was on fire and that one error, We can't hold him to that. I know that's kind of backtracking what i said before, but I was overall impressed with Albon this week, and it just didn't pan out for him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. The guys he's in a Red Bull for a reason. We know this. this is, he's a brilliant driver, but you can't keep messing up week on week on week on week on week. Not, you're finishing, there,
2: there is obviously a time limit on it, and I, I think the end of the season is that time limit for him. I don't think they're going to announce it beforehand because that could throw his head. Even if it's already decided, it might already be. I don't think Red Bull are going to come out and say it for Albon to hear until mm. the end of the season because it will ruin, ruin his entire career. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, He'll be finished, and which is
2: very sad. But I'm just going
1: to call it, guys. Um, Perez to take that seat. I've said it. You, you all disagree with me. You, you're all Albon believers, aren't you? Yo, Albon,
0: will
3: eventually, Albon will eventually show up as Mercedes number two because he interviews better than Valtteri Botas and can still continue to crash and let a team down. <laughs> <laughs> Russell should be number
1: two
2: at Mercedes. How long do we need to wait for that? Jesus. I think mm. 2022 Russell will be in that Mercedes. Oh, if he does, he's struck gold. I agree. I he's agree. struck gold.
1: Um, okay right so we've spoken about Perez was there anything else we wanted to say on Perez other than Bravosa
3: it's a shame he kept that team alive for them to do him this way it is yeah oh yeah it's it's painful isn't it it really is
1: you know know what
0: I really kind of hope happens you know when the rebrand is Aston Martin and Vettel goes into that team next year I hope he kicks Stroll's ass I I really really do because (laughs) I want I basically want Vettel to go in there and prove to the whole team that 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 lad really shouldn't be in that seat.
1: Perez, yeah, great race. Um, who else should we call out? Someone else, pick a driver. Let's talk through their
3: race. Just my moment. Yes. Just by time in the sun. Yes, and
0: I... Let's talk I about right.
3: the driver of the day, the fourth-time world champ, the saviour of F1, Sebastian Vettel, and Charles Leclerc. The Ferrari boys had an incredible weekend. Uh Mr. Consistency belongs to Charles Leclerc. He overtook more places than Sebastian Vettel. I'm a diehard Seb fan. I love to see him on the podium, but I kinda wish Charles had it still. Just kinda help boost him in the driver's standings a little bit. But I can't be it's clean Ferrari racing. They didn't ra- they didn't wreck each other. They were three and four. I I ran around my living room screaming in joy. That's the happiest I've been as a Tafosi in a very, very, very long time. Did you cry in the end? Because I know you said you were close. plead the fifth okay i'll admit it when seb walked over to lewis's car broke me yeah okay fine
1: same 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 um i actually decided that i like vettel after that
3: welcome into my web little fly
1: i think vettel drove an incredible race and what i liked is that it wasn't about how fast you can go down the straights what cars better it was driver right that's what this whole race was about it was the drivers and he showed why he's a full time champion cal what, what do you reckon on this
2: I thought Seb had a great day. But one thing I do want to say is that how does he not spin in the wet but spins in the dry consistently? Answer me that, Matt. mm
3: That's a tough one. Patience and understanding is how he was able to get through this race in the wet. And the dry, I believe Politician. I have no I, I I can't I can't I can't finagle my way out of this. Sometimes he makes mistakes, sometimes the car doesn't suit him. But I think this was a stark reminder of the patience and experience Sebastian Vettel has is why he was able to hold off Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton for as long as he did. And he's always been a wet master. Uh, Whatever it is in the dry, I don't have the answer. Neither do Ferrari. But...
2: You think it's the car then and not Vettel himself?
3: I think for everybody saying that he's mailing it in and he's done with Ferrari and, you know, the man's a consummate professional. This shows that he still has the drive, the spark, the know-how, all of it. I think it's just something that does not suit his style on that car. And they are scrambling for an answer on that. Maybe the styles between he and Leclerc are just so vastly different. They cannot create a platform that suits them both. I think Vettel got a bit excited. I think this weekend he thought, oh,
1: potentially there's something here. And maybe he had found that little bit of his spark back because he was driving like a, he was driving like a world champion. And I have, I certainly haven't seen that for a while. And I, I sort of liked him overtaking Lewis. That's a weird thing for me to say, but Mm. it was it was tasty. We sprinkled some spice over the top of it. Um, It was good. I enjoyed it. I really did. I really did.
3: Yeah. Said this weekend was the encompassing of what is that old saying? Old age and cunning beats youth and enthusiasm every time. Yeah, and that's why
1: Leclerc spun off and gave the, the, the the last podium place to him, wasn't it? He didn't spin off, but you, you know what I'm saying. Went um, wide, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was a cracking last lap, though, wasn't it?
2: Jesus, yeah, I've got to say as well. Carlos signs of the mega drive.
1: Did he? Mm-hmm. I can't actually remember anything about him in this in this race. He, he was Educated. like Perez, does not
0: he? He finished. He, he, was, fifth.
2: he finished fifth, but he was yes. a bit like Perez today eight on Sunday. He drove really well, kept himself out of mm-hmm. trouble, did what he needed to do. It wasn't Apparently, a flashy drive, but it was. They started. At, both McLaren started outside the top 10 as well.
1: Was he just a smooth radar? Is that what got <laughs> him
3: through? I'll say it wasn't a flashy drive, it was just consistent.
1: What? As Emma, he is. Emma, I'm going to throw it to you. Ricardo, talk to me. Talk to me about Ricardo's race.
0: Uh, do you know what? I was. I think that after the little tussle that he had at the beginning of the race, I think he, he kind of struggled after, you know. It was right at the start. There was a bit of a Ricardo sandwich, which I wouldn't mind <laughs> <light> off.
1: <laughs> your face then, Emma. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Oh, maybe shouldn't have said that, but, you know, I have had a drink. <laughs> After he had that little tussle, I mean, he, he was proper going for it right at the start. He had a brilliant start, but he, he just... um. Yeah, it was a little going into the, the first corner. It was just a bit bit tight with Ocon, and I think he hit made contact with Ocon, and um, Ocon spun. And uh, yeah, after that, he just kind of struggled, and I think I think he might have sustained a little bit of damage after that. but…
1: Oh, that old chestnut! Yeah, we keep hearing that this week, don't we? About the old uh, front wing damage. Yeah, it was it was it Ricardo who made a spinny McSpin face um, spin at the beginning. Matt, you know what I'm talking about. Don't leave me hanging.
3: I do. I think do, uh, I think it was oh. Brundle made the comment about the track being Spinny McSpinface. I thought that was still a Botas. I'm just going by playing the I number thought that of that Bo- so, botas. There were so bo-tas? many of them, like, we'll s- play it safe and say it was and probably be right. Spinny McSpinface.
1: There's, some of the commentary was good this weekend, wasn't it? Um, I, I think they, they also did quite well. Um, so that's Ricardo. we've spoken about pretty much everyone apart from the seven-time world champion. <gasps>
2: I think on Sunday It was probably one of the best drives of his career Certainly one of the best drives to claim a championship Apart from 08 I think he was absolutely phenomenal And no one, absolutely no one on that grid Could have taken that away from him
1: he, he wanted it, he got it. I didn't see the wind coming. It was just, Hamilton was sitting back like a, like, a, like, a, like a big jungle cat stalking its prey. He was just waiting for his moment. He knew everything that was going on. And that's what 13 years in the sport has taught him, where you've got Verstappen chasing it, spinning off. He, he, had, he was playing the long game and what a drive it was. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Phenomenal. It really no was. of other word for it. He
2: was. was absolutely exceptional. Especially did, considering the start, you know, to finish thirty seconds in front, what can you say to that? He was insane.
0: It was a race that he shouldn't have won, but somehow he did.
2: And on tires, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, on on what was left of a tire on Interix. I mean, he did what <laughs> <was> he eight <laughs> laps on those Interix.
0: Slintermediates. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's been so many times you see Lewis Hamilton's car at the end of the race and the state of his tires, and, you know, you're almost in disbelief of how was that still even rolling, much less putting in the times he was. This weekend, well, excuse me, last weekend when he came into the podium parking area, my jaw hit the floor. There is no way on this earth that he (laughs) should physically have been possible to get those things home. Turning the intermediates into slicks did it on the longest tire life of anybody out there, wasn't he? By, like, five laps?
1: Yeah, because of China, though, it, the man was scarred. And to be fair, I was quite scarred. I was like, please don't pit, please don't do it. Was it China when he when he went off in the yeah. wet? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And he lost the championship, Two thousand and Yeah, because uh, China
2: has that horrible 90-degree left as you're coming into the pit lane.
1: Yeah, so um, Wayne, the- Hamilton, what a race, what a race, what a race. And he cried, he really cried, didn't he? There was no hiding it this time. He he was crying his eyeballs out like me. So
2: were you, Wally. <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't, don't, don't blast
3: the man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> God, you're, Jesus. you're
1: in the same boat as him, don't, you, don't hide. It was, yeah, but he's not cried like that before. I, I can't recall Hamilton really sobbing. Okay, he did in 2008 when he won it, but he was a child.
2: He's just reached the pinnacle of the pinnacle of most he, He's He's the best. That there's, well the joint best once he realised that once that sunk in because he's always saying that he doesn't think about that he doesn't put that into his own head before it happens and then when it happens it all hits him at once doesn't it it's not like he's preparing himself for that mm. he's very good at that and I think that's why he does win so much he doesn't think about winning
1: and I believe him because there was I can't remember where I heard it but after the race there was one of an interview or a bloody podcast or you know, one of those things and he said they, they asked what he was doing to celebrate that evening and he said I'm literally sitting on my own um, and I'm going to watch some TV. Like, he hadn't even thought about having mates around, just in case he won it, anything like that. He hadn't even considered it. And do you know what? The Hamilton haters got shut down last weekend. You didn't see them on Facebook, did you? Well, of course, you saw the, the, the regulars, but not... not it, it, there was no, oh, he's just a crap driver today, was there? None of that.
2: It, it, Turkey is all about the driver and not the car the cars were irrelevant on Sunday and he just showed that he was the best longest 10 minute
3: review ever <laughs>
2: in typical it nerd much. fashion <laughs> it's too much to talk about oh, okay, I just need two minutes to get myself another beer so. I've
0: got a nice bottle of rosé in the fridge
1: Are you looking for F1-based content to spice up your social media feeds? Well, in that case, you're in luck. The Formula Nerds are here to cater to your every need. New from JML, The Range, Robert Dias and Asda, it's Formula Nerds Instagram. Okay, so it was a great race. We all agree on that. I think it, there was too much that happened to go through. Oh, lap one, Bottas spun. Oh, lap seven, Bottas spun. So yeah, we, we've covered it as best as we can, um, without going into too much detail. You, if you haven't seen the race, watch it. Um, Matt, I'd like please your driver of that race, and I'd also like to please your um, race rating out of ten. What would you give that race?
3: The driver of the day, I love. And I celebrate, but my driver of the day has to be Mr. Charles Leclerc. He overtook more positions. He he did make that mistake, but it just, once again, him continuing to climb, to push, get the most out of that car. The only reason Seb had that podium was Charles made that mistake by going too deep, while trying to overtake Sergio Perez. Race out of 10, it's got to be 10. We saw history being made, Ferrari success, great drama, love it.
1: Emma, over to you. Driver of the day and your race rating.
0: My driver of the day, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, is Sebastian Vettel. Okay. It was a, it was a clean, polished performance from him. He didn't put a foot wrong. Um, and okay, he did sort of gain that podium place because of Leclerc and Perez in that little tussle. However. He saw that opportunity and he took it. And it was Seb's first podium in a year. He thoroughly, thoroughly deserved it. And my race rating, I'm going to say a nine.
1: Okay. Wow. Emma, I'd bloody love to know what would consider a 10 for you, really. Good God, what more do you want, woman? (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm going to say that Sebastian Vettel was man of the day. I'm just going to just put that in there. But Cal, before I'd say any more on that, who was your... Verstappen of the day, and who? What was your race
2: rating? My driver of the day was Lewis Hamilton. Yes, it can't be anyone else for me. And the rating of the race was ten out of ten. A genuinely one of the best races i have ever watched live. It's fantastic. Matt, did you give
1: it a ten as well? Sorry, I've got short-term memory loss. I absolutely did. Yeah, you did. Okay, so that's two tens. This is like Strictly Come Dancing, Emma. You, you, you'll be watching that later, won't you? Me um... get the
0: paddles out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to give uh, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> as a surprise, uh, driver of the day because he, he was. Um, I'm going to give Sebastian Vettel the gentleman of the day because um, he really touched me when he got out of the car and, and sat next to Lewis. Um, and I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. What more do you want from F1? Sergio Perez to have a seat next year. Yeah, about that. Um, cool. Okay, so what else is happening in the F1 world? Emma, do you want to give us a championship update?
0: Yeah, it's been, um, there's been some small changes Um, But we've seen sort of like Renault, kind of average results from Renault at Turkey. Um, We've sort of seen them sort of slip down the order a little bit. So um, Racing Point are sitting in thirds. And then they're on 154 points. And then you've got McLaren in fourth on 149. And then Renault in fifth on 136. That is still quite tight for third, fourth and fifth. Um, but then you've got Ferrari, who are now on 130. So there's 24 points separating Ferrari in sixth and Racing Point in third. It literally could all change again in Bahrain. It's just it's the F1 shuffle <laughs> at the moment, race by race. Wow, it was
1: only <laughs> what was it two weeks ago that Cal you put out that um, React vote and. I I certainly remember saying myself, oh, Renault will be the third in the championship. But that's just changed, does not it? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane.
3: I I still can't call it. And everybody thought, you know, there's no reason to watch after Lewis wins and the constructors all tied up. These last three races are going to be incredibly, incredibly important for the midfield, which I'm going to now include Ferrari in. And it's going to be great watching, great fun. And there's a lot to could change here. There's a lot of prize money on
0: the line. And it's I... still quite tight as well in the driver's standings. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton is the champion this year. And Bottas is second. Max Verstappen is currently third. Sergio Perez, he's fourth on 100 points. And then you've got Charles Leclerc is fifth, 97. He's only three points behind Perez. And, um... Ricardo's only a point behind Leclerc. He's on ninety six points, and then you've got Sainz on seventy five, Norris on seventy four, Albon on seventy, and Gasly on sixty three. So it's like all the way down to probably Lance Stroll in eleventh. You know, it could literally just all change again. It's just so so close, even in the midfield driver standings.
1: I can't recall a championship where it's been this close at this stage.
2: Is anyone else hearing that stuff? Yeah, it's
1: me. I think. Hold on, I've got a dodgy connection. If you lick it, fix it fixes it. Um,
3: Somebody clip that.
1: <laughs> right. So, what was what was my point?
0: I <laughs> um, it was one of the closest. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's a close championship, in it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> everyone knows, everyone knows that. Then we don't need to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so. I'll just take all of your minds out of the gutter on that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Over to Emma. She's much better at this than me. <laughs> We're all going to get paddled. Cool. So the championship this week, uh, this season is very, very close indeed. It's exciting. I can't call it. We've tried calling it. We ain't going to call it.
2: Should we have a little bit of a prediction? I'm looking at the table now. Let's predict who gets fourth out of Perez, Leclerc and Ricardo first. Let's predict that one. So, Emma, give me your prediction.
0: We're going into Bahrain, which is hot, um so i'm thinking
2: it's I'm just so, thinking like
0: you know we, we've come out of turkey and it it was like a it was wet it was cold um it was di- it was a completely different setup for the cars which is why we had like a completely like topsy-turvy grid hmm. so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna say ricardo gets it I
1: could have, I could have saved you that whole that. pre, pre, pre- <laughs> there. And, um Right, so we're talking
2: fourth, yeah? Sorry, I've lost your yeah. question Go on, Ollie. Prediction. Um,
1: fourth. Who, who, was, I it, who was, Leclerc
2: was Leclerc or Ricardo?
1: Leclerc. Leclerc.
2: My... Yep.
3: Because I'm a fanboy. I am a fanboy. I'm going to have to say Ricardo. We have back to back at Bahrain and then Yaz Marina uh, with the strengths and weaknesses of the cars. Watch me be completely incorrect, but I just don't know if Ferrari will have the speed to hold off Daniel Ricciardo back-to-back in Bahrain, even with Charles Leclerc's super dependable driving. Uh, I could be wrong, but I just don't think the power's there in comparison to Renault at the moment.
1: I could be wrong. I usually am. But isn't Bahrain one of the most successful tracks for Ferrari? Not. Uh, let me rephrase that. Aren't When Ferrari, we cheat with our
3: engines... Well, yeah... <laughs>
1: Sebastian Vettel has won there four times. He is the most successful driver, followed by Fernando Alonso. Um, And yet Ferrari are the most successful constructor in Bahrain as well, with six wins, followed by Mercedes with four.
0: I don't think that is really relevant going into this year, to be honest, with Ferrari's form. I honestly don't.
1: All right. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I love working with you guys. You just say it like it is. There's no hurt here. Molly, just give up, mate. Come on, Callum. Crack on. <laughs> right.
2: These, this, Sorry, these yeah. next three
1: races, though, Cal, look, these are going to be some awesome races. It's a triple header.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. Because Bahrain, they're having the short circuit version as well, aren't they, one of the weeks. The loop the loop um, mm. The loop yes. the loop It'll be really fast. There'll be a lot of laps. I can imagine that if it is really hot, the tyre deck will be you know, the opposite end of what we saw in Turkey. I think tyres will be an issue. And, uh, yeah, it'd be a really good race, I think. What time is... Are the races still going to be the dusk races, both of them?
1: Do do we know anything about these?
0: The first Bahrain race is at um, 10 past 2 UK time. The second race on the 6th of December in Bahrain is at 10 past 5 UK time. Oh. In the evening? Yeah. So there's, like, three hours of a difference between the two races, so one of them will be a dusk race.
1: And one will be a night race. I love it.
2: Well, when am I going to have my I roast dinner think. around this?
0: Just get snacks.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, get just snacks. eat before. It's That's not really I hard to work it out.
0: I literally sit there with a massive bag of Doritos and eat the whole lot during the race.
1: Which flavour, though? Orange <laughs> or blue? Chilly,
0: wave. Oh, chilli red! Oh, my goodness, oh, Red all oh, yeah. the way. Good
2: girl! Yeah, you buy wow. blue? Um... What, cow? Who buys blue? I who said buys, blue who or buys
0: the cool original ones? No yeah, one. Who, does, who buys
2: them? Um,
1: cool. So I can't wait to see this loop of Bahrain. Is it really as fast as people are saying that it is?
3: There should be three DRS zones in this. It's three mega straights.
0: There's going to be 87 laps. It's That's mental. A, it's three and a half kilometres long. So, yeah, it's 87 laps long. <laughs>
3: Is this inspired by IndyCar or.? um, This is going to be Ferrari's punishment for cheating on their engines, is what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, surely the race will run. What
1: is the limit? Two hours? Well, it'll be done in about 15 minutes by the sounds of the speed that they're going to be doing around this.
3: I know. Is is there any braking (laughs) zone? There's a double chicane uh, at the end of turn one. It. I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so we've got three races left of this season. We've got
1: Bahrain, we've got Bahrain, and we've got Abu Dhabi. So we're, we're staying in the Middle East. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to these. It's a triple header. We're not having any
3: break. And th- that's going to be hard on the teams, isn't it? Uh, you know, with them doing back-to-back in Bahrain, they are going to have to run a little bit of a different setup in Bahrain because the track's going to change so much in those two weeks, even though they're in the same location. There's going to be completely different arrow setups hopefully uh so it's a nice little wrinkle to see such a big change in the track but i don't think it's going to affect the teams too much with travel because they're in the same spot and you know they're going to have a lot of applicable data from that first run and just tweak it from there because as i'm not an aerosyst, but assist but aerodynamicist? assist arrow what i'm looking for non-assist? possibly <laughs> uh I feel like the low drag setup of the second running of Bahrain will be easier to set up for, but they'll have more data they can utilize coming from the first week. So it shouldn't be, hopefully not, an overburdened in some header, except for this, the normal relocation to Abu Dhabi.
0: I hate oh, I it. I really back. hate it when celebrities just turn up. It's like Monaco. I just I hate watching the build up to Monaco because you always get some A-Listers drinking champagne. Yeah. Doesn't know a thing about Formula One, and you're like, why are you there? I'm there
3: why for the race.
0: Actually
3: there? Which, I'm mm-hmm. there for the race. I don't want to see Gary Busey drinking champagne in the Aston Martin garage, or who the heck was it with, uh, like, Will Smith? Granted, love that little interaction video where he's tying up Lewis Hamilton, yeah, but during the race, I don't care. Who was the Muppet who waved the checkered flag on the wrong lap?
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, super supermodel. Lewis Hamilton's pal, wasn't it? Yeah. Nicole... No, not his wife, uh, not his girlfriend. It was the... What was her name? I can see her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We've actually just stumbled on a really good topic. Celebrities at F1 races. Will Smith, he's my favourite man on earth. Like, if I could idolise anyone, it'd be Will Smith. But don't come to the F1, man. Stay, Stay where you need to be. Because that was fake when he was tying Lewis Hamilton up. It wasn't cool.
0: It's like when Martin Brundle does like a grid walk, and he's like, "Oh, I've just been told that so and so's at the front of their grid." We don't care. We actually just don't care if you want to go in and interview some movie star who's only here because they got invited by Bernie Eccleston to sit at home and not watch the race. Do you remember Ozzy Osborne?
3: I, <laughs> that one was. Well, that. Do you remember Owen Wilson? Yes. 2017. Oh, oh God! God so like, can you imagine sitting in next to him? <laughs> wow
1: wow wow martin brundle gets absolutely destroyed sometimes they just ignore him like he just goes over with a little microphone i just got sports here and he gets destroyed ozzy osborne was my favorite one where he went as he does and then uh, brundle said so i think of a question for that answer is that what he said
3: yeah.
0: That out <laughs> as well? Serena Williams just completely blanked him. She just kind of went like this. And oh, She just put her hand over her face and just walked away. And it was like rude.
1: The biggest problem <laughs> is, right, and the reason that I hate them so much is because they're not even F1 fans, but they get to go to the coolest places. They get to go in the pit lane. They get to walk the track. And it's like us as real F1 fans, we're thinking, you bastards. Just because you've got money,
3: you get to do all- I did some research on this. First of all, 2015... For the North America section was stupid for celebrities in Canada and the American Grand Prix. But for next year's season, you know, me being an American, I'm going to try to go to Coda and get the grid walk, you know, all of the VIP packages. And I'm very curious for a weekend at Silverstone, three day race pass, paddock access, and a uh, grid walk, tro- photo with the trophy, and priority seating. Ballpark it, what is it for Silverstone?
2: Probably about five
3: grand.
1: Yeah, you, I would say you weren't very specific on which stand you're in or which hospitality, true, bit, they have true. Loads, but Silver, from, yeah. from something that's decent, you're talking two grand upwards. Easy.
0: Silverstone's really overpriced anyway, just and to put it into perspective, when I went on honeymoon to Monza, it cost me a lot, a lot less money to fly out to Monza, get a hotel, get tickets for the whole Grand Prix weekend and sit in Primaveriente variante it, than, than just general admission for the whole weekend at Silverstone. Oh, and I, I booked sick. my flights and my hotel and everything. Emma, right, a right, right, sorry
1: sorry, Emma, Matt, I'm going to interrupt you. I hate sure. doing it, but I'm going to have to. Emma, I never knew that that was your honeymoon.
0: Yeah, that was where I went on honeymoon, yeah. Right,
1: right I'm going to give you Claire's number. Can you have a quick <laughs> <laughs> one?
0: It was my idea Thank as you. well, and he sat there like, what? You, you you want to go to Mons on your honeymoon? I was like, yeah.
3: luckiest man on earth. Tom, <laughs> <Okay>. you lucky. <laughs> so, the research for turn fourteen at Coda, all the goodies and extras, and getting into the paddock and all that. Seven thousand. Now, granted, that's American dollars, but that's equating to about what four four and a half thousand British pounds.
0: Uh, it's a bit I spent more than that now with the uh, exchange rate over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So I think we may have just discovered an F1 travel tip for the Formula Nerds. Fly somewhere cheap to go to a race and don't do it the one in your own home country.
1: Mm. Uh, Matt, you've spoken a lot about coming to the UK to um, see me because we like each other. I'm gonna put this out here. If you pay for me to come VIP to circuit to the Americas, I'll come and visit you.
3: Oh no, it's much more financially responsible for me to come there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in my one man tent. Where, that's the problem at Silverstone. Eggs? Exactly. That's the problem. That's the proper F1 experience.
2: Yeah, it's Camping at Spa, camping at Silverstone, and you know what? Oh, Emma disagrees. I th- you know, I think there, there is a possibility of buying another tent. I don't think just because you're traveling over here, you have to share all these tents. You can buy another one. Are we, t- are we touching that?
1: I've had the same tent for five years going to Silverstone, and it's, it's one tradition. of them pop-up ones. And I can't pop it down ever because you need a degree in something to be able to to bend it back in. So each time I drive back from Silverstone with it hanging out the back of my boot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go on the bloopers.
3: (laughs) I I lost the instructions five years ago. What do you want from me? I don't know how this thing works. And the funniest bit is I get Claire's mum to
1: put it back together for me because she can figure it out, but I can't.
3: True story. Jesus
1: Christ. So if, if you could go to any race, what would it be? The money, no objective as a fan. Emma, I'm going with you first. You're not allowed to say Monza because you've already done it.
0: I've already been to Monza, so the next circuit on my bucket list uh, is Austin. That's that's where we want to go. But because all of us just not...
1: meerkatted. <laughs> I'm not often speechless, but I was. Jesus,
2: wow.
0: My husband has been to Spa on a number of occasions, not for Formula One but for karting. Um, But we have been sort of talking about the idea of renting a motorhome and just driving to spa once um, all this is over, because we might not actually be able to get over to America for like the next 10 years. You don't (laughs) want to
3: either.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it'd be quite difficult. But we're thinking, you know, when they start to allow fans back into the the tracks, we will probably hit spa first, but we'll get a motorhome because I don't do tents, I'm sorry, but... I, I, I need an actual bathroom what? and you know somewhere no I can I can't sleep it, it, it I annoys me motorsports
1: Emma Jesus um, <laughs> we, we, I think Callum was it you I had a conversation about going to spa with I've also had it with Will I've also had it with who else is on the, our team everyone that. that was on I our think team.
2: it was all four of us to jump in your car oh yeah it was Matt it sorry driving over there
1: <laughs> and then camping yeah, so we're gonna follow the motorhome of Emma, where she's got her private bathroom with her. Yeah,
3: Emma's gonna hang her chandelier outside the little <laughs> pop-up shelter outside, and we'll be out there drinking our cheap beer, peeing in holes, and living in the tent for the race weekend. With my tent hanging out the back, love it. <laughs> yes, I'm on. Um, I've been driving mom- back. You could put the tent in the motorhome, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah I would probably need to sleep in the in it. storage <laughs> section underneath where like the bags go. <laughs> She'll open it up, and there we all are in sleeping bags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I can't wait for this. This is brilliant. Hopefully, Spa will give us free tickets as well because we'll promote it for them. No chance after this, Matt. Which yeah. which um, Silverstone
3: would you go to if you could go to any in the world? It probably has to be Monza. Good try. You about got to be say Silverstone just because it's just a Tafosi You know, I'm stuck here in the USA. You know, I do have Mexico City, Canada, in the USA, but they're while they're great tracks. You know, it's the history. It's the Legacy of some of these tracks, and it's home. Monza is the temple of speed. That's where Ferrari is supposed to be their maddest, unless or Emola, But you know, it has to be that for me. I gotta say, I never knew Matt was Italian until just then. <laughs>
1: it was, that's amazing. I never knew Italy was your home, um, Callum. Where would you go?
2: It's a tough one for me. I mean, if the the stands and stuff like that were better at Interlagos, I'd say there. But I think it would have to be uh, Zandvoort when that's open.
1: Oh, a track that we've never we, we well we haven't raced that yet. That's an interesting one.
0: Okay,
2: I want to sit above the banking at Zandvoort with your legs flopping over the end and your beer yeah. in hand. I'm going to give Max Verstappen a high five as he drives past. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my arm. <laughs> yeah. <With it>. <laughs> <laughs> so.
3: He actually goes to Max Verstappen after the race, like can you sign my severed arm? <laughs> <laughs> That's We're a minimum cave.
1: I think, I think we're. How am I going to link that one, Matt? Cheers, man.
3: Yeah, I, I think
1: the most. I've been to spa and I would go back there every single year if I could. It was the most amazing place on earth. Just because when you're in the forest, you can hear the engines going all around you. It's cool as hell. There's loads and loads of people pissing, but every tree, though. That's the only <laughs> thing you need to be wary of. And it was like, this is why I use a motorhome. Exactly. Yeah. And it rained when we were there and we were on one of the big slopes and we just slid all the way down to the bottom of it. Spa is a wet place. You need to be prepared for everything at Spa. But can we go
2: this year, guys? Please, please. I would love to.
1: I'll drive
2: there. I'll take it in turns with you driving. That's not an issue. Okay. But if you pay, I'll come 100%. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I missed that bit.
3: If I can fly out, if the travel restrictions are lifted... Absolutely.
1: That's tells me. Picks room. can fly, isn't it? At the moment, really, but okay. especially here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we think we should be talking about before we lose all our, our Duracell bunnies?
2: I've got nothing, nothing,
1: nothing.
3: I only have one thing. Dear Ferrari, fix your engines. Don't give me hope and say you found all this power and then come out and say you're 50 to 60 horsepower down. Like, don't do that to us. We can't handle the heartbreak. Just let us accept the fact that we're going to suck until 2022 and surprise us. Don't build me up and tear me down.
2: (laughs) I'm going to add into that and say, keep doing what you're doing. It's making for great TV every Sunday. I love it. Carry on.
0: Um, I've got one thing to say, and that is a message to Red Bull and that is announce Perez <laughs> yes, I, I knew, <laughs> agreed with me
3: you
1: said you disagreed with me I knew you agreed with me <sighs> Perez is sitting there at the moment going no one even knows <laughs> <coughs> we know um, it's been a great show thank you very much for joining us um, as always check out the socials um, Matt you're going to say them all now I'm putting the pressure on you
3: be sure to follow us and give us a like on Facebook at Formula Nerds on Instagram at Formula Nerds on YouTube at Formula Nerds Check out our website FormulaNerds.com or nerds.co.uk Jesus oh, If the they answer. didn't get that then there's a problem If you didn't know we've got a really good shop
1: and we sell some cool things um, Cal you, you, since we've been recording this podcast
2: you've had a, a delivery haven't you? I have I have had a delivery yeah the, Not just pizza from your mum? No you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this, could be a <clears throat> this show. Oh, <laughs> I have received a Belgium Spa t-shirt from our very own Formula Nerds store. Um, Callum, w- what you're wearing, I'm going to screenshot you and put it
1: on our podcast group. Um, can you just stand up, please? I'm going to do it now, actually. Of course, I can, sir. Coming soon: the men of Formula Nerds calendar. Move your microphone up a little bit. Let's make this look. And your head down. Come on, Cal.
2: This
1: is like <laughs> taking a picture of my grandma. Move your head in.
2: <laughs> Take two steps go. back. Yeah, that's it. Come
3: because there's a seat.
1: Uh, <laughs> this feels like we're doing naughty things on Zoom. Okay, right. <laughs> up a bit. Uh, okay, stop pinching it. Oh, no! Down a bit. No, no, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. What's that hanging thing?
2: It's his headset.
1: Move out. Oh my, Jesus. oh, my God. Some bloody mouse attached to your head. <laughs> this is right. the teaser film yeah. for this podcast, right here. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a picture of Callum's nipples, so that was
2: almost it. Ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm really surprised at the quality, to be fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> I've never met laugh
0: like that. Helen <laughs> 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 doesn't know what we're laughing oh,
2: just oh, seen it. I've just seen it. Oh. <laughs> what would Will say? Lord have mercy. <laughs>
1: Oh, she's only gone and done. I took my jumper off. I was covered in Oh, gosh. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: Okay. Thank you very much for our panel today, Emma. Um, Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's been a pleasure as always. Sorry, I'm actually crying.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe we need to put ourselves together. Oh, Oh, it's for our
0: <laughs> oh, my mascara's running now. Look! Like, oh my god. <laughs> that's,
1: that's what. No, uh,
3: Matt. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Cal is plotting each and every one of our murders right now as he sits in that All chair. Do you
0: know? Before. Do you know what we're laughing about? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. Are we good now? Can we? Can we say bye now?
0: I can. <laughs>
1: oh god don't i've got the fucking giggles now (laughs) when i get the giggles it's game over we need to end this thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week don't forget to check out the socials don't forget to check out the shop matt thank you sir
3: thanks for having me ollie it's great talking to you guys as always and cannot wait for next week we're gonna have a wicked race review next week and over to you emma
0: It's been brilliant this week. Unfortunately, I'm moving house next week, so I won't be on the podcast, but I will be listening to it intently while I'm driving my big van.
3: (laughs) Are you going to make Tom listen to it as well?
0: Well, he'll he'll be in the other van. We need to hire two vans. Mm -mm -mm. So I'll make them. I will make them.
2: And Cal, thank you very much for being on the show this week. No worries at all. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to join the podcast group, which is
1: Formula... uh, Don't forget to join the podcast group where we speak in-depth to our fans, which is Cut to the Race podcast on Facebook. There's only a few people there, so make sure you get in touch with us. And to my panel, thank you very much again. Fucking hell, Matt. Jesus. (laughs) Goodbye. Good (laughs) night. Hallelujah. Peace out. (laughs) Bye-bye. The Formula... (laughs) You tried doing this. <laughs> I have to try and link bloody potassium. Oh, God. Fucking tracks. Oh, man. Oh, God. That was the
3: most difficult <laughs> show I've ever hosted. Thank you. Welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast by the Formula. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I love you, man. That was beautiful. We're changing our we're changing our name.
1: I am not editing anything. I'm putting this up straight. (laughs) No coke. No 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 mixers. No nothing. This is straight. (laughs) Thank you. I love you. Peace out. One love. Bye bye. bye. (laughs) Love y'all.
3: Podcast Network.